I'm Nels Anderson. And I'm Jesse Turner. And this is Terminal 7. We're back. That's right. Back again. Episode, Episode four. Four. The fourth one. Yeah. Has and more... a change of venue. Let's change say. of venue, yes. So if this sounds... It probably won't sound too different. It might sound a little different. Uh, the holidays clobbered the schedule of our normal recording, engineering, helping person. So we got a new one. Kevin. Kevin Regami. He's very helpful. We'll That's right. say thank you again at the end Thanks, of the episode. Guys. Aww, Aww, there he is. So there he is. Um, once again, we have picked a very newsworthy time to talk about Netrunner. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, the big release of... Malatempora. Malatempora. Malatempora just came out. That's right. Last time we were talking about um, second thoughts. Second thoughts, and now we're on Malatempora. And it wasn't even meant to be that way. It just kind of no, worked. Like I, I picked mine up on Friday when I was coming back from the airport. I still, I still got to pick mine up, but <sighs> I don't know. Run you. a little bit slow, but yeah, it's all right. It's all right. But you know what the cards are. That's right. I do. I'm, I'm familiar with all the cards. It's uh, what do you I, think? Um, I, I'm, I'd like them. I like them. I, I can't find a place to put them. Mm. But uh, I, I do like that. There's a lot of new things popping up. Mm-hmm. I think that's a. That's an important part of the game, and it's happening in this expansion. Yeah, I mean, the big thing, well, I mean, the big thematic through-line thing felt like uh, both, I mean, to a lesser extent, Reina Roja, the new Anarch identity, which is cool. Um, she's pretty meat and potatoes, like she's got one link, uh, just normal 45-15 deck influence layout. Uh, her power is the first ice uh, re- yeah. It res per turn costs one extra credit, right? That's right, yeah. Uh, yeah, here she is actually, right in there front of go. us. Uh, I think this is going to be the go-to now, right? There's not going to be... For Anarchs? Yeah, because, think... because the link link's there. If, if, you're, yeah. if, if you're not making a weird deck, you're going to go with... Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you're going to do a crazy virus thing, Noise is still the go-to guy. Mm. But you, you think you'd take Rena over Wizard every time? Um, I, I think I like Wizard too much, but I'm glad that I have more tools now. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's good that it's rezzed each turn. So even if the corpse doing something weird on your turn, like mm. on his turn, sorry, that he's mm, going to mm. be costing more money. That, that That's true. my assumption anyways. Yeah, if you're doing like um, uh, bio deficiency research, that just reduces... Does that make it free or does it... I, re- no, no. That okay, one makes like, it free. Right. Yeah, it makes it free. But I'm yeah. thinking of uh, something like the Amazon Industrial oh, Complex. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. So that's you're looking right. at like you're saving... I guess uh, two instead of oh gross yeah that sucks I get well because of all the people that play that card I don't know hey I like it <laughs> anyway I, I, I like it a lot too but yeah. you know very very cool runner I love like, the look of her is great uh mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's cool um but the big thing like connecting to the rest of the cards and set so far is deep red mm-hmm. the new console that lets you run Kaisas for cheap that's interesting so it, you run it you run deep red so you can put the Kaisa out without spending a click. Is that yes. a, correct? Yeah. yeah. The big thing is, I mean, it gives you three MU that you can only use for Kaisas, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but the big thing about it is, yeah, it lets you, when you install it, you get to use its click hosting ability for free. So rather, normally the, all the Kaisas are, you install them and then you have to spend a click later to put them on whatever piece of ice you want. And then they start to do whatever thing they do. But now you can just drop them straight on there. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I, I'm still not totally sold in the cases stuff mm-hmm. i like I, I i like i love the the theme of it yeah, yeah it's yeah. so cool yeah, but the theme um, is cool i like working that deck around i'd be like just give me some fixed breakers and this data sucker like, <laughs> come on like i think i'm i think i'm gonna try something cool that's great yeah. like also you're you're gonna be spending you have you have a lot of programs mm-hmm. out so you can maybe freelance code them or something like mm-hmm. I, I don't know that's true that's true it, but uh, cases are pretty cheap they on, are on, pretty cheap on the um, whole. 
makes me wonder, like, there might be some nice synergy with Exile. Especially because uh, yeah, yeah. Pawn lets you install them from basically anywhere, right? Like, you get your Pawn all the way into a server, and then you get to install any other case that you want for free. And that, if you're playing Exile, that means, oh, you also get a card draw if it's coming from your heap. That's cool. That I, might actually I, be kind of interesting. Yeah, and I do want to see Exile make a yeah. do you, um So, we like to talk about some of the cards. Yes. But we know that some are being covered really really well yes um, we will probably glaze over those just yeah well, because if well, you want discussion of how power shutdown works yeah there's plenty of that in many venues in many different places yeah there is <laughs> there there's some combo decks that are just hysterical like it, it's it's cool like i like that it's sure. there but everyone's like oh well then the game's gonna turn into a game of solitaire and it's it's, it's like sad but it's like i those don't know combos they're it's like you will win like one game in five, and you will disastrously lose the other. Sure, four, but everyone right? will be talking. About, everyone will be talking about that one win. For, I guess, but like, it's like it's like the the thing you can do right now with cerebral imaging, right? You set up like this insane. You have like nineteen cards in your hand. You yeah. take this ridiculous <laughs> yeah. turn. You win. It's like ah, oh, that's kind of fine, cool, yeah. and goofy. I'd, I'd, but it's I'd like, like give him a clap at the end. Yeah, of the match it's, it's like that's rad. If someone could do that, it's awesome. But it's not going to be like oh, that's the only way to play the game now. Sure, right? sure. So and, and but another one that we'll we will glaze over is. Uh, the HP, what is it? Yeah, it's um. I will look. We we have them right here. Yes, accelerated diagnostics. Accelerated diagnostics, and people are um. There's been some great articles about how this this actually might be the first banned card or restricted card or something like that. Um, it does still take a lot of setup. Like I I do know that it totally messes with uh the click, like clicks and costs. Yeah. Uh, so it's. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, and yeah. That, it's cool that um, I saw a guy. He had a he uses power shutdown, and I think accelerated to get this like one crazy win off. And there's some insane turn you can actually do where you can win the first turn if you have your deck stacked in a certain yeah, way. If you get the magic thing. Yeah, we're, like, yeah, we're, yeah. We're talking the deck stacked yeah. exactly. It's yeah. like it's actually so maybe goofy. maybe <laughs> ma- so maybe magicians will come with a good sleight of hand and just sweep turning. <laughs> oh, we, we don't even know. But no, so let's talk about some cards that we think yeah. that, that, that we found interesting. Yeah. So the new Kaisa in this set was Knight. Yeah, badass looking Kaisa. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It reminds me of like a statue of I don't know General Lee or something. Oh yeah, I guess it's so. uh what is it? It's an Anarch program, of course. Uh, two bucks to install, just one MU, seven strength, two influence, and it's just an AI icebreaker. So whatever ice is hosted on, you pay two credits and you break a subroutine on that ice. So it's kind of like a super high strength targeted Darwin. Sure, yeah. But the uh, the Kaisa movement thing, and I think this is actually kind of cool with how knights, knights actually work, move, yeah. is that um, a knight can only be hosted on ice, and it cannot be, uh, when it's moved around, it cannot be moved directly on... Uh, it, reading this, it seems like it has to stay on the same server. You um, think? Maybe. Uh, th- th- you might as well th- just read Sorry, it. yeah, this was... Host knight on a piece of ice, not hosting a Kaisa. That's typical. Yep. If already hosted, Knight can be hosted only on ice that is not installed directly before or after the current piece of ice hosting Knight. So it has it to jump like servers. It, it, to, it can't go in the one above it or the one below it. Yeah. So it has to hop either. Oh, we can go. Of course, it can go any uh, any other ice on the board. Right. So if you were if there was like three ice stacked on a deck and Knight was hosted on the innermost one, you could jump it to the outermost one. You just can't go one ahead or one behind. So you could also go anywhere yep. else on the board. Yeah. Oh, so that's interesting. I I, I I do want to see the guys with these crazy Kaisa decks run up against like a super small ice. Right. Then what like, do you got? Sorry, in there? dude. Like what? three pop-up windows. Yeah. Like have, have fun, fun with those. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I, I, I like it's like the strongest fixed breaker, I think, right yes. now. Yeah. Seven, like that's that's huge. That's it's, it's it I like that is that is intimidating. It's an yeah. intimidating card. It's kinda like an anarch inside job that works every turn. Sure. Or like right? it, Femme, it kinda reminds you a bit of Femme. Sure. Because uh but it's, what's cool is it actually busts up sub subroutines. Right. So we're we're, we're talking them. it'll kill oversight, it'll uh de no, the HP. Yes, which is that's cool. True. That's true, that's true, that's cool. Yeah. I think currently it can't beat um uh, Wotan, of course. Out of the box, Wotan and Janus. Janus. That's everything right. else. I mean, granted, Hadrian's, you drop one advance on it now. It's sure. out of range, too. That's, but, that's cool. Yeah, everything else that's got covered. That's, I, I, it's I, cool. I like it because it's interesting, but I don't know how often I'm going to see it. I know, yeah. Well, I'm not going to see it because my meta is made up of weirdos. But <laughs> the um, I do like I, I, I do like the card. So. Yeah, it's cool. I think it's like a very specialty purpose thing. Yeah. This is like, you, you don't want, obviously, you don't want that as your only breaker, even your primary one. But you're like, ugh, there's something really gross and ugly sitting on that server Boom. Yeah. Now I'm okay. Mm. Uh, moving so, on. So these are actually cards we picked that we just found interesting. Yes. Yeah. These aren't necessarily like the best or whatever. It's just like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I would probably put this in a deck I was trying to put together. Um, next one, Expert Schedule Analyzer. So this is a criminal card. Uh, really light. Uh, two, two, two splash, which is pretty huge in my opinion. Uh, it's you a think? program. It takes up one MU. You spend a click, make a run on HQ. If successful instead of accessing cards you may reveal all cards in hq and it's just one credit to install that's true one credit install program yep i think so i think inside a criminal it's actually not that great yeah yeah you want to cross factions yeah because like as criminal people are going to be icing the hell out of hq anyway but that splashed especially splashed into shaper like people are probably going to be protecting their r&d a lot right because you got to worry yeah. about makers and indexing and r&d interface blah 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 but against this, like you can you can install it and then see it's like oh, is it because like there I can't count the number of times where you hit someone's HQ like three turns four turns yeah. in a row and you just see that one goddamn bastion yeah, every yeah, single right. time. You're yeah. just like, is there anything else in there? Do they did they draw like three copies of that? Like <laughs> so this is just like oh, is it worth like really yeah. hammering? HQ now, or is this like, oh, it's just a bunch of ice and operations. Okay, okay so, so I'm going to build up for the next so turn. So you're seeing it as like a click efficiency thing. Totally. That, that, that makes sense, because I've been in the same position where I'm tired of drawing the same chum, and I'm ready to kill myself. Right. And this card could probably potentially save you from that. Yeah. And plus, since it's a cheap program, I can I can pawn it. Right. I could trash it with um, freelance. So, I, yeah, I can see it. It, it. it is adding a new little dynamic to the game. Plus, imagine this in that super hand HB, <laughs> you can see like twenty cards, which you will never remember. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's worthless. But you will feel very but satisfied. I guess you could stall the hell out of a tournament. And be like, ah, eh, wait, I got this, and just keep. <laughs> I need to cool. know. I need to Anyways, know. Anyways, interesting pick because I don't think a lot of people are talking about that card. Uh, no, I actually like. I would totally splash that in a shaper deck for cool, sure. Cool. I probably wouldn't splash it in kit just because like he's got only ten influence. But for fifth, like in any of the others, for fifteen. Sure. I'll totally do it. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's super cool. And criminal, one of the best factions and one of the best out of factions. You, yeah. You got to admit. So. Yeah, it's good. The Speaking next... of kit. Right. Oh, yeah. Sure. That yes. makes sense. Yes. Like, Nels uh, really uh, often plays kit. I so. do. And yeah, the, 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 the next thing, Torch. It's a it's an icebreaker. It costs nine credits to install. Just yep. one MU. Um, it's four strength, and it's just got the total meat and potatoes subroutines. One credit to break a code gate subroutine, one credit to boost its strength. No, this is this is like I, I, I really like those code breakers. Torch is cool. Torch is cool. I like I like it. This will make me want to play Eureka. This will make me want to do <laughs> test runs all over all day long. Well uh, see, that's the thing, right? Like both this and Fempatal, like you can do the 
test run scavenge combo yep. where yep. you test run it, you pay three bucks, test run it out, and the test run installs it. So you're paying three bucks to install it, basically. And if you've got a scavenge in hand, at the end of your turn, you play scavenge, it scavenges itself, and then it mm. stays in play. And so now you got a nine credit program for three bucks. And yep. especially if you're playing kit, like this takes care of anything. Right? Yeah. Oh, oh, geez. Yeah. The, the, this is like four base strength is just huge. And I, I, I really want to see a shaper deck that runs torches, fems, and like morning star. I want to see like the breakers, yes. hit, the breakers at the table oh, man. and the corp is just like, I guess, uh, I guess, I guess I'm done. Cause yeah. these things like crush, which yeah. is cool. Like I, I like the overkill. I like that Eureka might, might see some, some cool play mm-hmm. now. Maybe even, uh, you'll splash in motivation or something just, yeah. just so you can see I these mean, big, powerful. Yeah. Breakers. It's for influence. So I don't think anybody else is going to be running it. Like there's no chance. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah right. It. It's never going to go out of faction as a shaper thing. Like I would totally build a kit deck that actually use that instead of maybe instead of cyber cypher. Like, yeah. Okay. I keep getting not good results. With cyber <laughs> cypher. <laughs> I know. I, I actually just recently built a deck uh, that involves some cyber cyphers and they were really fun, but I ended up blowing them. I, I end up like just blowing all my resources on like one server when I think I've tricked him into baiting me something mm, mm. and I'll like walk right into like an ash or something and it's right. just like th- an upgrade. Yeah. But um Cyber Cypher is a is a cool card, but like now that I see Torch, I'm like, yeah, that is like that's it's kinda like the go to kick yeah. breaker, I think. Cool. Okay. I like it if you're willing to do like a test run. I think you're also gonna be running goofiness. you're also gonna be running another either an AI breaker to handle the lower oh, yeah. Colgates oh, yeah. or but it's a normal cool that breaker it's there. suite but like for her breaker which is also basically your universal early game that's breaker that's right that's right totally and i love the i love like it it's like a holy shit card like yeah. okay i guess there go all my Colgates. yeah you know, and it's cool if you're doing the you know the combo you should be doing with Escher it's like oh crap they put an archer down well i'm going to put the archer as the <laughs> outermost thing on the server i'm going to break it for what would it be Six bucks, which is probably the cheapest you're ever gonna break an archer yeah, ever. Yeah, that's right. Six it's bucks. Like, okay, yeah, you can deal yeah. with that. Not too bad, for sure. So very, very cool pick. I like, yeah. I like torch a lot. Next one we got. What do we got? Woman in the red dress. That's a cool card. It I think a cool that's a really card. Good card. The of course matrix reference because you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, well, yeah. It's a resource. Three bucks to install it. Um, and when your turn begins, reveal the top card of R and D. Yeah. Now the corporation may now draw that card. Yeah, that's super interesting. I, I find that really interesting. Super interesting. Especially, check out that splash. So and it's only, and it's four influence yeah, to splash. So, so no, no only. No, nobody's going to splash that. <laughs> but it's like, you know that when they give heavy splash to these cards, uh, there's something either in the works or something that we're, we, we might have seen. I know a lot of people have already figured out what they want to do with this, with this card. But I do like the mechanic of you flip that card and then you just look at each other. It's right. like that 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 moment of oh, interaction. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna put it in my hand of six. What are you gonna do, buddy? And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna leave it there because yeah. I don't think you can break through my R and D. Right. That kind of stuff is why this game is so great. Oh god, yeah, it's so good because like especially as as a shaper player, like people are like I said earlier, they're gonna be icing up R and D. They're probably not gonna be icing up HQ. Then you drop this and you're like, and you see like it, that's not even it's not even worth. Yeah, when your opponent picks up an agenda, it's like. Do I think I can keep you out of R and D? Yeah, it's perfect. It's Am I going to take it into my hand and like rely on luck? Do I have some weird trap in my hand? So I'm going to draw this, and then you're going to do your turn, miss it. I'm going to immediately install and advance it. It's like, is that is that, is that the agenda that it's I know so you just it's, picked up, or yeah. is it some trap? Or it's like it's like oh it's my like god, net run of the game is in this card. Yeah, like it, totally. it's in his DNA. Which totally is great, and yeah. I love a uh, just like, because of that. I I may have to. I know, I know, I know. Totally I'm in total it. agreement. I'm in total yeah. agreement. I've even wanted to think about splashing it just because of how crazy it is. Um, <laughs> the 
just uh, and and also like you know you're revealing the, and the guy just shrugs and just pulls under his hand like even, right. even if they don't even play it off as a big idea like yeah. even that that that's a huge bluff is he is is he bluffing yeah. like because at the start of their next turn then they got to drop an extra card right so yeah, if they, they had so blow. now they potentially they could have seven bloody cards in their hand it's like are they going to use all of them like yeah. they're throwing something away right so i'm thinking like this even with fisk you know fisk can really mess oh, them up even man more, yeah. which would be cool you can actually like force them to like on their turn. They have three more cards than they had at the start of their last turn. Yeah, Gross. I, I I was actually oh, reading man. somewhere where original Netrunner had a uh, bloat mechanic like that they wanted that, uh, that a lot of people were playing. Um, mm. It was kind of like obnoxious, but you could bloat the guy's hand up until it was just like ridiculous. Like huh. you had to draw so many cards. But Interesting. It was something as old school Netrunner powerful as um, draw X amount of the power tokens on it, like, mm, mm, like mm. crazy. Right, right, right. I wonder too. You could put this together maybe with Record Reconstructor. And then oh, just wow. like you get, yeah, okay, you I get see what it. they have, but then you put other crap down. So then they draw that. Yeah. So they draw the crap that you put on top of their deck at the last turn, and then you see the new thing they've got. Yeah, I can, it's, I can see that. I'm, it seems like it would it would probably be more frustrating than it would be effective. Yeah, but I actually <laughs> remember I actually remember uh, Magic the Gathering had a card called Misinformation, and it was mm. cost one black, and you put three cards from the guy's graveyard on top of their deck in any order, mm. and it to me it's like that same kind of thing. Like well, yeah. record reconstructor, anyways. Anyways. I know these are very combolicious things we're doing, yeah. but it's it's that's why the card's so good is because it generates this kind of stuff. Right, right. And it's kind of just it's like you can mess with the corporation in the ways the runner usually can't. Sure, that's sure. cool. And plus, it's always been information is actually worth more. Yeah. Like a, a seasoned player that can draw one card from your hand and figure out what you're, what kind of deck you're running. Right, right, and right, then right. that's yeah. So that yeah. I guess that's true too. It's just like an intel thing. It's like oh, you're seeing a bunch of like it's tracing like, oh, ice. Yeah. Okay. Oh well, well, there we go. Time to go get some yeah. rabbit holes. When when you play women in red. And the guy flips a out of faction scorched earth. Right. He's like, oh, like I've yeah. I've I've lost I've lost my my ace in the hole. Totally. Which is what it, like just 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 the, the idea of the surprise scorch that I'm gonna right. hit you with. Yeah. Right. Like I it's it's a great card. It's yeah, a big it's, it's cool. a very cool card. Uh Raymond Flint. Right. I, I picked Raymond Flint. That's the, cool. So Raymond Flint is a connection, cost two. Whenever the corp takes at least one bad publicity, access one card from <laughs> HQ. And you can trash him to trash him to expose one card. Um, we're, we're, and he's we, neutral, so no and, and so, yeah, he's neutral. He's no no splash, so it's all good. Uh, with the uh, introduction of um, the new expansion, what's it called? Uh, the one with the Jinteki and oh, the, honor and profit. Thank you, honor and profit. That's the one. Uh, with expose being such a neat idea with the black card mm. and that kind of thing, and um, I think Larry, Larry uh, this Flint guy is pretty great. I mm-hmm. think he's pretty interesting. And also that he's accessing HQ without you making a run. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. I think that's a really neat, neat mechanic. I don't want to see it happen too often because I don't want to see a run or not run. It's right. Like, yeah. That'll be lame. But I do like uh, that you can trash him to expose the card. And with Blackguard out, like that'll force a res. Like, I don't know, that kind of stuff. Um, oh, right. I, yeah. I think, he's a, I think he's a cool connection. I, I, and, he, and he's cool as hell. He's like some... some Old school trench oh, yeah, coat totally wearing fedora dude. Yeah. He thought his hair is a little long, which is kind of funny. Right. I'm like, right. oh, we got to cyberpunk him up. Let's make his hair a little. Long. <laughs> Let's give him a little bit of a mullet. You know, it's fine. Yeah, Whatever. but um, anyways, cool connections. I like I like the flavor of connections, and he's he's a new interesting one. Yeah, I do like especially against Wayland, um, probably more than anybody else. Mm. Like, you drop a Raymond Flynn on the table, you're probably accessing HQ like four to five times per game yeah, for, for yeah, free. For free. Like he just yeah. sits there and helps yeah. you out. And you snack, you snag a government contracts out of that, like, oh, because man. someone imagine? rezzed a Grimm or whatever. It's like, oh, that's actually not too bad. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> especially because Grimm is such a good card. Yes. Now, especially now. Like, Grimm All is the a... 
illicit ice. All, yeah, yeah, all, all the illicit, illicit ice, ice. But I think, uh, from what I've seen, I think Grim is takes a cake on, yeah. the, on the most useful. Yes, so um, far, so far, yeah. I'm sw- Swarm's I, pretty vicious too. Swarm, Swarm's cool. I like Overkill. Like I love yeah. Overkill. I'm a big Overkill player. But I think the most functional one I've ever used is yeah. definitely Grim. is definitely Grim. Yeah, yeah. And uh, every time you can be like, I mean, by publicity is already kind of annoying, but you can kind of build your deck around it. Sure. But it's like, oh, you get a free pull from HQ. That sucks. Yeah. Although. <laughs> If your free access was a snare, snare. Oh, you'd man. probably be pretty bummed out. I, I would fire, I'd fire Fisk on the spot. I'd yes. be like, "Dude, you snared me." You should trash him to expose nothing, just to be sure. like, "Out of principle, yeah, get out, you're done." <laughs> yeah, um, cool card. Um, over so, on the, so, so, so what else on the corporate pick? side, right? Okay, the corporate side. Um, there's a new uh, Hospiroid, Bioroid Ice uh, Hudson 1.0. Hudson, I think, is cool. So it's just ice, um, five strength. Code gate only three to res. Yep, it just has two subroutines. They can both be click through like normal biroid stuff allows, and both of the subroutines basically says, well, literally says, uh, the runner can access only one, cannot access more than one card during the run, which means you put this guy in front of HQ. Uh, it doesn't matter how many HQ interfaces they have, sure, or how many ner- nerve agent tokens they have. You put this in front of R and D. It doesn't matter how many mediums they have. It's They're only getting one card. Yeah, because it's interesting because I only saw him as an R&D um, mm. protector. And not even really a very good one. Because they're still getting one access, which is still bad for you. Sure, but it, it prevents like that horrible... Me- you, like, you, can le- you can drop just him in front of R&D if you're playing an Anarch and not worry about the medium big digs, right? Sure, yeah. Like, it's like you can keep getting your credits, like your virus tokens, but you're just getting one card, period. You're just getting the top one. So it's it it, it is cool because um it, it's also beefy as hell. Like, yeah, a five big, big fat five strength gate. for three bucks. Oh man! Good thing I brought my torch. Like I don't know. <laughs> right. It's, no, but you're right. I I I do like the uh, I I just the, I just don't think he's going to be seeing that much play because his power isn't that strong. I'm paying three and you're still going to access one card instead of two from your or maybe maybe save you from a makers. Right. I mean, like it's specific for sure. But like especially if you're playing kind of faction that doesn't mind leaving their centrals. A little less protected lighter okay that oh you know it can keep you safe and you, you it just gives you more time right and he's only one day he's only influenced to splash like i Ooh, would okay that's cool like between as like weird bioroid splash like hudson or sherlock yeah i, I would go I, back I, and forth about either of them I, I is that why he's called hudson is that a sherlock reference or something i don't think so it's some reference or something i thought it was a reference to aliens i think was that could be okay kind of does look like he's wearing power armor hmm. i i actually could i just be a guy. i actually i want sherlock to work so bad because sherlock's I'm, great i know because because I'm, we're seeing so much recursion mm-hmm. it's like i trash your programs yes i'm being a good corp and the runner's like meh and he just gets it all back yeah and you're like you son of a bitch yeah. and but if i'm taking your torch or your fam and putting on top of your deck yeah. i am slowing you down yeah. especially if you pulled like some crazy like test run scavenge combo. oh yeah like, retrieval like, run yes i did it and, and you're, you're like, like no nope. yeah, fam goes back you gotta like i want card time. like I, I want a smaller lighter sherlock Right, I like sure, sure. So that maybe couldn't be clicked through or something. Yeah. Sure, because even if like, oh, I'm clicking through your Sherlock, and then the world weeps because this cool card never even got a got yeah. a shot. I still like Sherlock. Yeah, I, uh, the next thing I picked because of course I picked it uh, is Jinteki's new asset, Sundu. Sundu costs two to res. Um, it costs two to trash and three influence. So eh, some people might slash splash it. I don't know how much they will. I first saw this when Lucas used it against me right. as a plug-in tour down in Seattle, and to great effect, in yeah. fact. Right, right. Because Sundu, it's the first time the runner spends at least one click on his or her turn, gain two credits. 
unless the runner just initiated a run on this server. So it's a ton of money. It means that in replicating perfection, this is always going to work at least once. Uh, yeah. But all you got to do is park, especially early game, you park one ice that the runner either can't get through or sucks to get through, like a neural katana, in front of this thing. And you're just going to be like hoovering up money. Yeah. Like, I think when I played, Lucas just dropped one of these with God, like a wall of static or something, so just something I couldn't get through right away. He probably got like 10, 12 bucks by the time wow. I finally got rid of this thing. Wow. It's ridiculous. See, this I think is cool because we got the asset based economy. Um, yeah. But now, when I've been playing Jinteki recently, it's always just been gift. Like, celebrity gift has just been their econ. And, mm-hmm. and they're happy with that. Cause right. They, but this is more trappy agenda, big playing a, a big horizontal Jinteki player. Right. We'll be dropping these kind of things. Well, totally. And, I mean, it just forces the runner to either deal with you, you the corporation is going to get a ton of money or they're going to need to deal with this thing, yeah, which means they got to go digging for their icebreakers. It's, and if, it's, a, it's like a super light uh, melange or something. Sure. Like, yeah. you got to get rid of it. Yeah, man. it's a melange, except it doesn't require the corporation to do anything. Yeah, it's super, which super casual. Which is great. Yeah, because like, we can have more. It's not unique. We can have a couple sundews out. Oh, God, you're right. right. So, that's, Oh, man. Like, can you even imagine? Like, oh, I'm gonna get six this turn. Oh, let's just let's just use hyperbole here. I'm gonna get six this turn, yeah. and I'm gonna shit all over your face. Yeah. This is gonna be that good. And yeah. the runners gotta go and pull out all those things, and if at least one of them's defended, it's yeah, it's a big pain in the. Oh answer. man, I didn't realize. You, yeah, you can actually have multiple of those things. You just res them all at the start of the runner's turn, and you're like, give me my dollars. yeah, yeah. Oh man, be rough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what? So good card there. What, what, what do we have next? That's cool. Um, I also selected paper wall. Paper wall is a neutral ice. It's barrier. This has one strength. It has zero res cost. Yeah, which is huge. Why I think it's cool. That's huge. And it says if all subroutines on paper wall are broken during a single encounter, trash paper wall. It only has one subroutine. I I love cards and like this. I love yeah. And sorry, and <laughs> which is run. why it's called paper wall. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually really like cards like this. It's like yeah. Just... No, so the thing that I find is that so often, like your cheap barriers, which are Ice walls? Kind of most of them. I mean, ice wall, Himitsu Bako, um, even wall of static. Like, as soon as the runner gets their corroder, which they always seem to have, (laughs) and Desperado, which they always seem to have, it's like, oh, costing, like, it costs nothing to get through Himitsu Bako. Like, it's literally nothing. But (laughs) it costs the corporation two bucks. So if, like, if all this thing is going to do is keep you safe until the runner gets their barrier breaker, yeah, it costs you nothing. Like, yeah. obviously, this is early game ice, right? Sure. Oh, yeah, sure. But as early game ice, it's great. Yeah, this is a, this is like the replacement for ice wall for a lot of decks, I think. Totally. Like, yeah. sorry, Wayland. I mean, unless, unless you, yeah, unless you need it for commercialization or tr- trick flight or it's whatever. Some weird shenanigans. But yeah. this is, like, a really great, yeah. a really great wall. Yeah. And, and just like what you're saying, the runner has so many answers because they're runners. This thing just comes out and it's oh it it, it did its job. You sure you busted it? Now you're in. But for those two turns that I really needed, yeah, it, it kept my stuff safe and it cost me nothing yeah, to nothing do it. and no no influence. So we're gonna see it in every deck. Yeah, which is well you know not yeah, every totally. deck, but we're gonna see it in a lot of yeah. decks. But the fact great. that like you can get siphoned down to nothing and then still be able to keep yeah. somebody <laughs> out of your emotes because they don't have any icebreakers up is really important. Yeah, like, actually being able to do that is really, really, really hard, right? Yeah. Like, even something like Caduceus, which gives you your money back, you still have to have the money to pay for it. Yeah. And if you've been siphoned and vamped to nothing... And also, I've seen people just link through Caduceus and pay through Caduceus right. all day long. Yeah. So, the, the, these, little, these little speed bumps that hang around, like, I'm yeah. a big fan of that one. Yeah, it's cool. Um, the last one we got to just check over here is uh, Interns, which is a zero, uh, neutral double event. 
refer to the corp called interns. As an additional cost, it's a double event, so it's been another click. Install non install a non-operation card from archives or HQ, ignoring the install costs. Um I think this card's pretty cool because a lot of the ice in the game that's neat is it trashes on right uh, after it's used. Right. So now you can actually pull it back and throw that whirlpool up or throw right. that howler back up or yeah. Um, it's so I, I hadn't realized that when I first realized this card. I was just like, oh, you know, you use all your credits on a Adonis campaign or whatever. Oh, right. now you can put it back in. That's cool. That, that, that's cool, too. There's someone trashes your melange or whatever. But I hadn't thought about the trap ice that trashes itself after it's been used. Oh, dude, oh, dude, dude bring, yeah. that, bring that snare back. Super good. Also, bring that snare back. Like, Oh, man. So right. The, I mean, granted, if the runner saw it, they know what it is. I suppose, but they need to be fishing through your graveyard. Yeah. I don't know. Like... But you're right. I think the main the main. But if, thing, if you if it got milled or something sure. face down, then it's like, oh, it's going back in face down. What is that? Yeah. If but and if you're if you're running running whirlpools or something, let's say you're running whirlpools, you can pull this thing back, ignore all inst- install costs, and put it at the top of right. your super server. Yeah. So that's that's the, that's the thing that was immediately obvious to me is like if some of your ice got some of your like really good ice got sacked. Now you can bring it back and drop it like F2, three, F2. four, or five deep, and it doesn't cost you anything, which is actually pretty boss. Even bring a, a like a even bring the data mine and throw it at the top of your yeah, sure. Yeah, like that cost you. I mean, it costs you two clicks, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. like, bottom line, like, go interns. Right. right. <laughs> so the other interesting thing about I find about interns is uh, the illustration was done by Akiko F. Mino, uh, Minoa, and I don't know if she's done any other Netrunner cards before, but. The art on this card, I really, really, really like yep. because it's stylized in a way that most of the other Netrunner art isn't. Yeah, the others are pretty safe. Yeah, I mean, like, either it's like a crazy internet thing, like a fucking whale eating the internet or whatever, <laughs> right. or, but like all the like meat space real world stuff is just like, oh, yeah, it just looks like cyberpunk art. It's not particularly yeah. stylized, but this totally is. I'm they, like, they, that's they actually it. rad. Yeah, like yeah. it's super good. I wish that more of the more of the like meat space netrunner art was more stylized instead of just being like yeah, kind I, of vaguely representational, whatever. I, I I actually I agree, and I'm totally biased on this though because my real well, life. Well, most of your stuff is super stylized too, and it's great. Yeah, but it, and and it's like guys like when um, I remember playing MTG when the the the, the India artists I guess were getting space and mm. like drawing their own style and stuff and. Um, I remember, I know now he's probably famous, but Richard Kane Ferguson was like a crazy, um, more, he was more abstract art. He did like Orcish Squatters or something, some ridiculous card. Uh. Um, but when they started bringing that in and it just, it, I don't know, it felt good. It felt, felt cool to see the, the, the art, the art guys that just can't do the regular, regular, like the meat space art. Yeah. And you're right. This is, this is like a, this is a beautiful card. Like she got this, the girl, the girl almost has this like vacant look to her, right. which is like very cool because well, she's you know, an intern. She's an intern, yeah. The guy's just bring coffee and yeah. it's pushed and it's got like a fish eye. It's I don't know, it's gorgeous. Yeah, no, it actually like tells us it's it's rad. Like I saw, I was just like flipping through the cards. I'm like, that's the one that actually stood out. I was like, this is different. Like, yeah, yeah, I wish. Yeah. I mean, whatever. The art and netrunner is actually generally pretty good. It is, but it's, a lot yeah. of it tends to be not surprising. This yeah. thing was actually there surprising. I'm that's like, that's that, actually really rad. That's a that's perfect like, example. That's an important part of the game, right? Like we're, st- I mean, maybe. If you're playing an octagon and you don't have the <laughs> card facts installed you're just looking at anonymous stuff whatever that's fine um but like part of the personality like a big part of the personality of the actual game beyond just like the actual op- things that you're doing at the table is like how the actual cards look like that that's a non-trivial portion of how the game feels yeah and like more style i think would, would serve the game super well yeah yeah i i, I, def- I definitely want to see more cards like this i know that they'll never uh, give this this great artist um an id to do like I really want them to. Oh God, that would be so like, rad! I want to do because all our IDs, like 
they're looking like I actually I follow a lot of these artists online. Yeah, they, they do the IDs and they're 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 beautiful artists. They're great and stuff. But like we are getting a lot of sameness even with the new silhouette girl coming out. Like, right. I think I think they're I think they're using the same artists for those that could people be. as well. Which yeah. is fine. Yeah. That's for consistency. But yeah. I, really like if there needs to be room for the guys that push it. Guys Fantasy and gals Flight should it. totally commission Akiko Minoa to do a runner I, ID ID yeah. totally or yeah. Corp even. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. mean, those tend to be like, oh, it's, it's like, buildings oh, it's a, or like a, it's a double machine <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A runner, for sure, but something could actually be super rad. Anyway, so great, great art on that. Yeah. Interns. And in general, Matt Tempore is super cool. Yeah. I like yeah, it a lot. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of it. I, 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 I buy everything they release. You yeah, know, what's, sure. what's the deal? Like, yeah. I'll just, I'll just put it up. Even if, I think the last two tourneys, I didn't even use the new cards. I was like, really? I just like them. Like, oh, I, thank you. It pleases you. It works. Well, tourneys, but heart. I, yeah, so tourneys, no, but. Casual play sure, all sure. the time, all yeah, over yeah. the board. Yeah. So that's yeah. good. Plus, I mean, it's pulling in some Latin. That's cool. I like that. Oh, so yeah. Explain to me because I thought uh, Malatempura was uh, like a, a, a battered prawn or like a no. an Indian dish. No, no, it's not. What not is it? Close. I mean, so Malatempura literally just means bad time. But the the, the that section originally came from a euphemism from some of Cicero's writings or Cicero if you want to be super dogmatic about it I took three l- years of Latin oh in here university. it comes okay and um, it's go- paying off right now yeah exactly this is all again actually Lat- studying Latin taught me more about English than studying English ever did oh I bet yeah it's aw- it was actually super awesome it was really really cool good. yeah but anyway it was it, the entire expression was mala tempora Current, which basically just means like bad time. It literally just means bad times will happen. Well, like so is bad it like ominous as hell? Yeah, or? it's basically like you know, dark wings, dark words. Okay, like cool. Something bad is happening. I think it was when Cicero wrote it, it was something to do with Caesar because that's Whoa. usually what would happen. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's coming back <laughs> from right. he's coming back from Gaul. He's got all these dudes and a lot of money. So it's pretty pro- pro- prophetic, I guess? Oh, yeah, it's very cool, prophetic. Cool, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, that's, th- that's even on, cooler. Yeah, exactly. It's like second thoughts, like meh, but yeah, Malatemp, dark wig, like this is cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it now. Yeah. Bad, t- bad times approach. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, the other big piece of news. Right. The next deluxe expansion was confirmed, and indeed, as we as we discussed rumor-wise last time, it is focusing on Jinteki and Criminal. Honor and Profit. Yep. Um, it's coming out, or what they say, like... Late first quarter 2014 or something right. like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I guess are the quarters the same industry wide. I don't. The story? I, I don't even. It's a quarter know. of a year, right? I mean, because uh, Creation and Control came out like kind of like at the end of last summer. Yeah, and I, I know. I don't think this will be the end of last summer. No, it'll I mean be sooner. Probably March, April. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's just a ton. Uh, just like Creation Control, all the cards are either going to be Genteki, Criminal, or Neutral. Um, I don't want to dig into the actual cards themselves too much no. because I think we'll talk about that when the actual expansion comes out and getting yep. all frothy about spoilers for cards that we aren't going to play for like four to six months. That's like that's like everyone talking about Netrunner yeah. all the time anyways. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's fine. Um, but what is interesting in there is definitely it seems like they're pushing the themes for both Criminal and Jinteki, not outside of what they're about, but in kind of some interesting like sub trees yeah, i guess i agree i i totally agree they're yeah they both still feel like the same faction but there's a neat little new angle yeah and like, as 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 has been professed many times as a hardcore jinteki person right i was very excited about this i bet yeah yeah this is totally your expansion i um, want to hang out with chairman hero all yeah the time. Oh, yeah so hero 
Um, let's just talk maybe a couple of the cards that came okay, up. Okay, sure. And explain Hero and why well, you're so, happy for yeah, Hero. Yeah, so Chairman Hero, I don't remember, does he have a res cost? Um, I think it, I, I, if he does, I, I hate Jinteki so bad, I just <laughs> blocked him out of my head. Yeah, but, so yeah. uh, regardless, the, he's an asset, and much like Director Haas, um, I guess this is kind of how they're running all their like executive yeah, heads, yeah, yeah. which is kind of cool. I like that. Um, like Director Haas, if he is trashed while being accessed, he has a six trash cost. But Whoa. if he's trashed while being accessed, he's runned to the added to the runner score area, uh, and he's worth two two agenda points. Two points. Two points. That's which cool. is crazy. But his ability is that when resed, he permanently decreases the runner's hand size by two. Uh, so it's basically uh, two unpreventable points of brain damage. Forever. Forever. Until, he, until he's trashed. That's, or until the corpse sacks him if they're trying to be cautious. Sure. Which is nuts. Yeah. I, especially because the last uh, couple games I've been playing with a Chaos Theory deck, uh, Quick Stim Factory, mm. uh, I've ended the game with four brain damage. Yeah. Or, well, three, like two from Stims and two from me being an idiot. But right. <laughs> like brain damage is a common, is commonplace now. Yeah. So, well, I mean, but the fact like it's an asset, right? So you install it on one turn, you res it right at the end of the runner's next turn. They get a discard down to three cards. And you're oh, like, yeah. Cool. One more advance on the Ronin. Use it. Now you have zero cards. Uh, early MP. Game over. I never even thought about that. Yeah. That's, it's gross. That's crazy. It is super good. But cool. it's also super risky, which is like what this game is about. That's right. right like, yeah. It's a tremendously Plus, powerful uh, thing. Six trash is massive. Isn't I can't huge. remember the last time. I, the Chilo City Grid is six. I can't and, think of uh, any other six. Eve Campaign. Sure. I yeah. think. And who's trashing those things? Yeah. Eve Campaign takes like 30 years to pay off. Yes. <laughs> um, I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't know that. He was that crazy. Actually, because it was it was it was uh, obscured. His card was actually obscured. Right. I didn't. I thought he was only worth one. I didn't know what the trash cost. But after hearing this, is like, yeah, okay, I can see why people are playing yeah. that. Like, is, is, is he five uh, influence? Uh, Probably. Like, I, I would be. I'm thinking they're mirroring the the executives. I want to see yeah. the big giant Whalen executive. Right. Like, I'm excited to see these guys. Yeah. Now. And yeah. Uh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Very cool. Stuff. Um. But kind of in, I don't know, recognition <laughs> of creation of uh, honor and profit. I thought, so I think in the next several episodes, we're going to kind of talk about each faction in turn. And every episode, we'll talk about one Renner faction and one corporate faction. Sure. But of course, there's one more corporate faction than there is Renner faction. Uh-oh. So we already talked about Malatempora a lot. So I thought right now we could talk about Justin Jinteki as, oh. as a corporation for a sure. bit. And then in future episodes, we'll talk we'll about a, a Renner corporation pair. So then for over the next four episodes, we'll kind of cover them all. Cool. Obviously, this won't be like super revelatory stuff for anybody no, who's no, no. deep into the game but everyone who knows everything about netrunner can stop the podcast now yeah or That's, skip to the end skip to the end yeah. we might say something <laughs> we'll read a reader mail yeah um but for anyone who's like still familiar or i think it's just it's still worthwhile to like recognize and talk about like how strongly themed all of the factions are like both in terms of their presentation and their design. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think mean, that's a great idea. No? Yeah. You're, so, you're, you're the idea guy, though. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's true. I make all this up as we go. <laughs> um, but obviously, Jinteki is like modeled after a, a Japanese Zaibatsu, um, like mega corporation, like Toyota, but evil. Right. Are they yeah, evil? It, Maybe uh, they're not. Well, I, I wasn't, isn't Medical Breakthrough one of the new things? That's right. And, and it, it, that, again, like, let's just. Just take a moment for the flavor of this game. Like, okay, this crazy evil corporation scores a medical breakthrough. 
and then, then they don't look so bad. And they, and they do it again. And they, they don't look so bad. Yeah. And then, and, but the third one, which they're scoring super quick, yeah. they're, they're, they look amazing. And they've won the game. Like, yeah. I, it's, it's, it's awesome. So it good. is actually super good. Because the guy's cranking out all the clones. Yeah. They're, they're going to know what the human yeah. body's like. And everyone's like, oh, maybe these guys aren't so bad. And yeah, he's yeah. like, no, they're, they're putting all these bodies in these dumpster behind the building. It's like, well, whatever. They cure like, cancer. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I have, a, I have a new kidney, so I don't care what yeah. you're going to say. And, yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Jinteki's two big things seem to be that, like, obviously, ton of net damage. Aside yep. from Woodcutter, I think they're the, like, only, that's the only card in the game that isn't a Jinteki card that actually deals net damage, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's all, so they got a ton of net damage stuff, and then, obviously, traps, 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 and Traps, bluffing. traps, bluffing, uh, yeah. switching is a big thing, like, um... Yes. Lots of reordering of stuff. Yep. Um... If we were to run through like each of their different types of cards, like agenda-wise, I think, of course, you, you can disagree with me if you want, but I think the agenda that best typifies Jinteki is Fetal, fetal AI. AI. It, yeah. it has to be Fetal oh, yeah. AI. I hate that card. Oh, it's so good. I, I, remember, I remember actually having to force pay through a red herring to get a Fetal AI. Oh, man. And Seven it, bucks. It, I think it crippled me for three games after that. <laughs> it was just that bad. Did you hit it not have enough money? No, I hit it and I had... No, no. I, I hit it and I had enough okay, money. Okay, But it still... Yeah. I've, I've, I've been in both situations. Yeah. The best thing in the world is when someone hits... Well, I mean, the best, best thing is when <laughs> someone hits the Fetal with zero or one credits. Yep. But if you can put a red herrings on it and someone hits it with like four, uh, five, yeah. six, or like... I'll, I'll take my two net damage yeah, but, and trash the red herrings. Out. I'm coming back for it later. Yeah, this this that card to me just it's totally there. It's 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 Jinteki saying like go for it. Like yeah. you know let let the wind go. Like just yeah. just go for it. And then you're, it's very, you're hitting it. It's very zen. It's a very zen card because yeah. you're just being very passive, and right. the runner is having this big angry moment, yeah. and the the corp is just serene. And yeah. I, that, that that's the way a lot of a lot of the card, but especially fetal AI. Yeah, totally. you, don't, you don't even want to score the damn thing. No, totally not. Like the, the, the cards are there to give to the runner. Yeah. And then that's yeah. Basically. Like there I can't count the number of games where I will drop a fetal, put two advances on it, and then just kind of leave it for a while. For the the game. The whole game. Maybe like, even the whole game. Yeah, like, like if you if you get to five points, you're like, okay, three advances, boom. And that yeah, thing sure. that they thought was a June bug or a cerebral overrider, you're like, oh surprise, it was actually a fetal the whole time. Yeah, it's happened it happened to me, yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um Asset wise, what do you, what, what what is the Jinteki asset asset? I, I think net, especially with the as the game's getting bigger, I actually think exposure is going to be a really big deal. Mm. So I actually think Zaibatsu lo- loyalty. Ah, so that that's the that's kind of the clutch card that um, most people forget about in Jinteki. Yeah, but. except for um, I believe it's the Toronto guy, Sly Squid. He he is in love with Jinteki, I think, as much as you. And yeah. he he runs like three Zaibatsus in every one of his yeah. Jinteki decks. Yeah, and Zaibatsu, it's. Uh, I think it's even free. Yeah, I'm thinking free or one. It's very, very I'm pretty cheap. sure it's free. And then when you res it, you can pay one credit to prevent yeah. a card from being exposed. That's it. Or, or you can trash, trash Saibatsu it. if you're actually just completely broke. Yeah. I mean, granted, if you're completely broke, you probably aren't going to be triggering any of your traps. Yeah. But that now that card, like I know Jindagi has snares and stuff like that, but all that is based on the the hope or the the hope that all your perfectly laid out plan is going to fall into place and just screw over the runner. Right. And Zaibatsu Loyalty is a card that says, 
no runner you have to play by my rules right which is which is which is cool and i yeah. think that's a big part of that faction yeah. as well the number of t- like it is it is crushing when you're like all right i, I put i drop I, <laughs> I put a cerebral overrider down put two advances on it they didn't run or not i put one more they're thinking oh yeah was that a ronin or whatever then they expose you infiltration like, it's just, just like cerebral overrider yeah it's like you got me i don't have any trick of lights it's it's fine yeah because i find that you. you can break jinteki's back if, oh yes! Like, like <laughs> the back is breakable, and I know, like, um, I, I, I hate playing against Jinteki, um, but I know that they can be beat. <laughs> like, oh I've, yes, I've done it before. Oh yes, but uh, quite easily. And in fact. and and, and exposure is a big deal. And like, so what's cool is they they have this like big aggressive scary trapness. But when actually when you look at them, their ices is is porous. Mm-hmm. Um, the traps require so much investment and luck and money. Yeah. Um, so it's it's. I, I, that's why if I had to pick an asset that kind of represents it, I would I would be picking that one. Totally, totally. I completely agree. Um, Ice-wise, so of course, like, the one thing that stands out is Neural Katana. So, yeah, right? I, I put Katana in every other deck I make. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I hate Jindegi, but I'll borrow their Ice. Well, <laughs> see, that's the thing, is, like, now it's almost getting to the point where because people have associated uh, Neural Katana and Jindegi so much, I almost am leery of running it. Because it's like <laughs> people know you're running Neural Katana and they just It's a paper wall. They yeah, they wait until you have, they have a breaker up and yeah. then you're just like, Well, one credit to get through it. Yeah. Always. Yeah, that's cool. Um cool. Yeah, so I, I as with, with ice, I think um precision's coming into play too, and I think that's why Swordsman is kind of a yes. cool Swordsman's right? very cool. Swordsman's yeah. a very cool piece of ice. Uh it's 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 cool because it's like a kick in the crotch anyways, like one net damage. Yeah. But it, it also kills an AI breaker. Yeah. Like just kills it. Like, yeah, it's just dead. Just the, I mean, we kind of talk about this when we talk about second thoughts. But the fact that swordsman just even exists means that you can't just run all atmans anymore. Yeah, and right? th- and that again is a Jinteki. The reason yeah. why snare exists is why no one runs on their last click. Right. The reason like yeah. Jinteki is all these there's stuff these, that like even if you're not playing it, it yeah. still impacts. Stuff. And yeah, and it is. I think it is that which that, is really cool. I think it is that like that like mystique, like yeah. that 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 whole thing. Yeah. Like, well, snare exists, so I better not do this. And it's like I'm not even running snare. Or, right. There's no snares in my hand. Yeah. But it's you just get into the space where it's like, oh, just the threat of that card existing potentially in your hand or in your yeah. R and D. It's good enough. And a lot of those cards are Jinteki cards. And they're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, even though nobody runs it, and even though I don't really run it, I still really like Bullfrog. <laughs> bull, bull, oh, man. Okay, Bullfrog. If anyone doesn't know what Bullfrog is, I do not blame you because yes. no one runs this thing. Yeah. Okay, um, first, you have to, do you have to win the... Uh... So, so yeah, what it is, it's a four-strength code gate. It's pretty cheap to res. I think it's only like maybe a credit or two. It's okay. really cheap. And then both it and Snowflake share a mechanic right. where both simultaneously the runner and the corporation spend either zero, one, or two credits. I mean, what we always do is we just put it in our hands, like closed fist, then turn yeah. them over and reveal it. Yeah. Um, if the amount of money you spent matches, so basically you have a 33% chance if it's pure random to, to match, then nothing happens. Otherwise, something happens. In the case of Snowflake, it just ends the run. Yep. In the case of Bullfrog the runner immediately begins running on a different server of your choice. And the ice right. moves there as well. So it's almost like this frog has leaped to Leap. a different lily pad. That's right. Um, I mean, usually, like, if you put it on a central, they're probably just going to jack out, right? Because, like, you're either sure. moving them to a server you don't care about or a trap server they're not going to want to keep just going leave, on. Yeah. And if you're moving them from a remote to a central, well, I mean, you can, like, dump them on the archives or whatever. Yep. Right? It's fine. But right? then you got a bullfrog in the archives and they're going to run into Yeah. 
So it's not like it's not that it's the most amazing piece of ice in the world, but just the fact that that ru- messes with the runner's like intent yeah, so yeah. much yeah. that I really like that. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'll, uh, I'll give you that one for sure. It also kind of reminds you like a, 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 a butterfly effect kind of thing. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the beating wings of a butterfly make earthquakes happen somewhere around the world. Right, right, right. It's like this little frog, the, the act of this frog, like you said, jumping from a li- to, to a different lily pad changes everything. Right. Like it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Like the, the, the mythos of Jinteki is very, very yeah, heavy. That's and cool. Well done. Yeah. And the, and the final ice that I think is like a very like emblematic Jinteki ice is Whirlpool. Yeah, right. Because it's the thing because they have so many traps and other bad stuff. It's like, oh, here's the here's here's the ice that actually forces yeah. you to keep this doing is the, the thing you server. wanted to do. That's right. And you're just right. like, what? What is this? It's like, oh, well, it's a it's a genus at a at a cell portal, and I have like 35 credits. Sorry. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I I do like Whirlpool a lot. Um, I I want to see it. I want to see it come on and just stomp people. I think it's a I think it's a really really cool piece yeah. of ice. Especially um, again, kind of similar to Neural Katana. It's a thing that other people don't expect. Yeah, but I, in other factions, it is it is strong. I I had, I, had, I think two people in attorney face plant into my NBN Katana, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is, this is awesome because they first turned it because NBN's ice is kind of crap, right? So they're like plarch right into my Katana, and their yeah. hand is crushed. Their awesome hand that they're keeping, you know, like definitely very very yeah, very, it's very cool. Card. Um, operation wise. So there was uh, one of the big things, and the thing that I think I and a lot of other people have been in love with was Celebrity Gift. I don't in to, opening moves. Sure, sure. To me, that doesn't really feel like Jinteki. I, I get really? the idea of it. I get the idea of it. I'm, I'm showing you stuff, but they, they're just so strong. I just get mad at the card. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> well, it is and it isn't right. Like there have been a number of times where I needed money but didn't feel confident about playing Celebrity Gift because my HQ wasn't super well protected, and I had two agendas in there. Neither of them were fetals, and I had no snares, right? Okay. Like, I mean, the whole point of it is, like, you're basically, like, beckoning the runner. It's like, yeah, I'm going to tell you what I got. Sure, sure. You're going to come get it? Yeah. Um, I, I, okay, I, I think it's there, but the thing, I think my problem with the card is that um, usually they just always show it anyways. And and, and it's, it, it's like, I'm used to Jinteki having some kind of weakness, but I, I, I really can't see that much exposure because they're only going to cast it when it's it's worthwhile for them. And they're going to make 10 bucks. In yeah. A, seven. Sorry, se- you gotta sorry, pay three se- yeah, to use it. Seven bucks in half, like, so they're gonna get basically gonna get a mining corporation and a click to, yeah. to show you that they have a Janus or something crazy and put it in front of their HQ. Or, right, right like, <laughs> to me, like, that card is just so good. Yeah. Uh, so I, I gift is strong. Yeah, I've, I've seen it splash in some crazy NBN Psycho Beal deck. Really? And they just, they just kind of wait around until they have a billion dollars and then they just mid seasons you and. Psycho Beal forever, or like the mid-season, you're you into the ground because they've been gifted. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, here's my giant hand. Oh, here's my giant hand. Like, interesting. I didn't know that. That's actually kind of a cool thing. Yeah, I, I think it's that. way too good yeah. of a card to be in Jinteki. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> you're a hater. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. I am a total hater. Of that um, card. The other big opera. I mean, there's an early MP, of course. There's like yep, deals in standard. Yeah, the runner just did a run. Of course, that's their kind of their thing. Um, the other thing that not a lot of people run, but I still really like uh, precognition. Oh, that card is huge. Yeah, it costs cost, cost, cost nothing. And you had to look at the top five cards in your R&D and arrange them however you want. Um, and what that means is that if you need an agenda, you can pull it. Especially now that clone retirement is out and you can score it out of yeah. hand. And you just need that one more point. It's and like precognition. I'm going to go try harder to go find it. Yeah. But the other thing you can do is that often playing Jinteki, I just let the threat of snares and fetals and stuff. I'll, I'll totally leave my R&D open for a couple of turns, right? And with precognition, you just be like, eh, I think my R&D is good for the next five turns. Yeah, five turns is huge. Um, and also, this combo is so crazy with accelerated beta test. 
Um, oh. And also, uh, also the, I never thought about that, but that's totally. Oh true. no, it used to be a pretty classic core combo. Oh, oh. Was, um, yeah, I'll accelerate beta test, and it's like Heimdall, 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 ah, like right, 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 and also, uh, uh, the that well, the new card that everybody's really scared of, the one that. You just do any of the operations that you draw. Oh, um, accelerated diagnostics. There you go. Yeah. Oh, so yes. I think that, I, uh, and it's three splash. Yes. So it's three, I, but it's, it's not debilitating. Sure, yeah, that, and, that, and that's it, the right. And I want to see this card totally being yet. played because yeah. then these crazy wacky combos that everybody's scared of are actually going to work. Are actually more feasible and more feasible. Oh, and, I didn't think about that. That's totally true. Yeah. I think, oh, I, maybe precog's coming back. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I want to see precog back. I want to see precog in another deck because I hate Jinteki so much. I, <sighs> I want to see it just bounce, go go into like a Wayland, some some super <laughs> Wayland deck. I don't even know if that would work, but yeah. Um, and then upgrade wise, there's actually only three Gentechi operations. Uh, upgrades, upgrades, right? But each of them, I think, does a really good job of illustrating what the corporation is kind of about, right? right. So there's the Hokusai grid, which whenever you make a run on the server that's installed on, you take a point and a trash of four. Who wants to spend that? Who wants to spend? It's like a pad campaign. Ugh. What I will happily do is drop a Hokusai on HQ because whenever someone pulls the account siphon on it, you yeah. aren't accessing cards, which means you can't access anything. It's only one net damage, but Considering how much it sucks to get siphoned, oh, geez, yeah. the fact that you could kind of be like, well, at least something happened. Yeah, I know. To you. I know. It's, it's like it's like spitting in the eye. Like, you're right. like, and if maybe, maybe, because they, they played one card to use a siphon, they've lost one more. And now if they're down in like two card range, yeah, we're talking. Oh, well, are they going to spend the rest of their turn to clear their tags? Or are they going to draw more cards so that way they don't get Ronin the next turn? It's. Yeah. It's actually not that. It, I, 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 I yeah. do like that card a lot. I like Hulk Sagrid a lot. Yeah. Um, um, so then there's Akitaro, Akitaro Watanabe. Watanabe. Yeah. So there's this kind of this back channel strategy that exists in Jinteki that no one has really utilized yet, and maybe the cards aren't quite there supported. I've done it a little bit in a replicating perfection deck, and it worked okay. Okay. It's all about making your ice as unbelievably cheap to res as possible. Right. So that includes splashing Amazon Industrial Zone. But between Amazon Industrial Zone and Akitaro Watanabe, any if you get both those upgrades on one server, which if you're running three of each is actually not that hard, any five cost or less ice is free. Yeah, you're just paying the install. Which is that's crazy. It. Yeah, and, um, and also our friend interns is coming back. That's right. Could you even imagine? Oh man. <laughs> just dump that j- yeah. just lap up and there. And so um there's also uh, another uh Jinteki asset called dedicated server, which not a lot of people run, but it gives you two reoccurring credits for resing ice. Yeah, and that's and that's not only in that server. That's yeah. in ev- any any server. any server at all. Period. So it ends up there is kind of this weird back channel strategy of just Jinteki is going to be broke a lot of the time. So well, maybe it, just that make... ha- sorry that to interrupt you. That was before Celebrity Gift sure, came out. Sure, sure, because sure. <laughs> now it's, they're it's like less oh. pronounced than it was before. Yep. Um, but find a way to make your ice as cheap as possible. Brain Trust totally does this too. I mean, almost nobody overscores it. I think I've done it once, and I've played a bit of Netrunner. I think I've, <laughs> I, I think I've done I, it. Again, in that same replicating, profession de- replicating perfection deck where I tried to make all the ice as cheap as possible, I would do it early game for sure, because it's like, you're broke, you can still pull up a chum, and then they're chumming into a piece of ice that's already rizzed. It's like, well, they thought they couldn't get in there, but now yeah. you just have to deal with that. Yeah, it's cool, and I do like that angle because no one else really has that angle. Yeah, um, the way that Wayland does it is a very like Frankenstein just, monster. Yeah, way just of, like, get all the money, runner bad. Like that's yeah. the Wayland way of doing it, which yeah. is why I like Wayland. But yeah, yeah, this uh, Jinteki's a little bit sneakier, and mm-hmm. I love Akitaro. I actually splashed him in like an MBN deck once, and I was just shocked at how much fun I was having. Yeah, it was just it's great. really cool because like the corporation is really, I mean, good players who are serious about the game have, like kind of know like oh the uh, the the runner's sitting on three bucks. 
that means they're not going to be resing a neural katana. Sure. And you're like, oh, actually, Akitaro, and then my other two crits, and then boom, katana. like that kind of that kind of stuff's cool, especially because like people that get good at this game, uh, get really good at this game. Yes. Like they know, it's like chess, except they know 16 moves ahead. They they, 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 <laughs> right. they, they know like what what you're wanting to do, and yeah. uh, that card kind of mixes it up and yeah, I, I like, I like it, mixy cards like I mean that. I think like you can kind of use that as an advantage like if you know someone's really really serious about the game you can be like I know that they've yeah. done a bunch of math in their head yeah. but I also know that I've got something on the table that they probably don't expect is going to mess up that math yeah and again, it's, that's why the game's so good. Like, yeah. that, that's, that's why, why it's, it's so, so good. I'm good. And that's then right. the last uh, Jinteki upgrade is Midori, which is, again, another sysadmin upgrade yep. that is free to res. I think she costs like two to trash. Something it's pretty like that. cheap. Pretty cheap to trash. Um, but it lets, um, when the runner is approaching an ice on that server, Midori can swap that ice for any other ice. Yeah. It's installed unresed. Yeah, and you've uh, caught... But you, you can immediately pay to res it. That's right. And you've caught me a few times with her, and yes. that, which was very cool. Yeah. Uh, and I think with all this, the, the ice that's coming out now is getting crazy and numerous. Mm -hmm. And with a card like her, you can do some yeah. weird shit. And again, with Akitaro Watanabe or Amazon Industrial Zone or both, you're getting discounts on that new ice you're installing. Sure. So between that and a dedicated server or whatever, you can swap in a new piece of ice and it might actually be free or really cheap to res, even if it's like grim or whatever. Yeah, this is an awesome mentioning. You can build basically a faux server with crap ice and at the top you can whirlpool it right and then you can actually mid midori in that 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 something terrible yeah, like, yeah, yeah that you wanted right there since the beginning but yeah. you've actually structured this crazy server right which is again it's cool like that's that's what jinteki's yeah. all it's about it's all about feigning weakness and yeah. then actually and then, having strength that the runner didn't expect uh, and then i poisoned you 10 days ago like <laughs> it's, it's, it's totally there Are you feeling an itch yeah, there at you go. the base of your scalp <laughs> that's totally it yeah yeah it's pretty cool uh, talk. I, I, I do have to admit, talking to you, like, because you really, really, I know that you love that faction, and uh, I've, I've always sworn off and really hated it. But actually, after meeting you, those I was, two things might be related. I, I guess that's true. Yeah, <laughs> Jeez, you're, you're totally jintegging me right now, aren't you? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know if there's really anything else to say about Jinteki as a faction. Um. I, I like them a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, do. and I, I don't to like the point them at where all. I know I need to get away and play some other. Yeah, you should. Factions. You should. You just throw on, throw on a whale and jackhammer deck. Just you know, glacier that up <sighs> and then win the game. It's so, it's so brutish. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's but I think I, I think that's again that's good. The game has options for yeah. for for, for di different people. Apples and oranges. Yeah, it's, good. it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm very very excited to see both the stuff that they've already shown in Honor and Profit and yeah. all the other stuff that's going to oh, yeah. be crazy and awesome, I got both, both for Jinteki and for other people who are pulling in Jinteki stuff. That's right, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. going to awesome. be splashed like crazy. Yeah. Um, the other thing, uh, one of the one of the guys who we who I used to work with at Clay, um, who's actually the other level designer on Mark the Ninja, a game that I was the lead designer on a while ago, um, he told he lived in Japan for a while, and he told me that Jinteki literally means um, false human. Whoa! Yeah, what? Which, something like that. Yeah, which of course totally makes it's actually like a wordplay. I forget what the other. There's like two translations. Oh, of the, so it's, it's clever it's, as well. It's like two characters, right? And they can be read. As two oh different wow! Words. I forget what one translation was, but the other one is kind of like if you're a little more liberal with it, it basically means like false human. Right. And it's like oh, of course, oh. because they're all about clothing. Oh, so cool. yeah. It's not just like some and, made and, up and, name. And, and falsities and like yeah. lies and yeah. Oh my. 
Wow. It's like, oh, that's actually How deep really does this good. rabbit hole go? Yeah, it's like, really good. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, a bio-roid, it's like, okay, yeah, whatever. It's, it's, like, a, it's, bio, like, a, it's yeah. like an android <laughs> with bio. But, yeah. like, Jackie, you're like, oh, God, there's actually even thinking. in the name. Yeah, but that's that's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's it's, well, when, he t- when he told me that we were walking to lunch one day, I was like, like "What? Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. So good." Yeah, um, we uh, we've run a little bit long, but I still wanted to get through a couple awesome reader mails that people sent us really quick. Um, so mail from you, the readers, and remember, if anyone has any more questions, they can totally just email us at terminal seven. That's the numeral seven at idlethumbs.net about any things you want us to talk about or thoughts yeah. about the show or anything like that. Even like our, our brief history in the industry. Yeah, that, maybe, <laughs> or not. Um, yeah, so, uh, but Travis from Oregon says, Hey, Nels and Jesse, do either of you guys have a guideline to mulligan? Uh, of course, getting a handful of agendas would prompt a mulligan, but is there any other hard set criteria you guys use when determining whether or not to draw again? I've been burned a couple times by thinking, eh, this hand isn't complete crap, but it could be better, and then drawing three agendas or no money cards. Uh, that's happened to me. I, that, yeah. I'm mulligan. <laughs> I thought that mulliganing into shit was my move, but I guess that, that does happen yeah, to everybody. To everybody. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think a big part of the answer to this question is uh, that the corp has to say first. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, an octagon or casual play, the runner will mulligan first or whatever. Yeah. But, but as, as per the play, rules, as per yeah. the rules, the corpse got to say, like, I'm keeping this or I'm getting rid of this. Yes. And that's the- as the runner, that's actually an important piece of information. Yeah. Like, if you've got kind of a mediocre hand, but the, the corporation just mulliganed, they might have, there's a, there's a greater chance they mulliganed into something terrible. Yeah. That's right. right. But if they kept their initial hand, there's probably a reason why they kept it. So you might want to then trash your mediocre hand in response or whatever. Yeah. Um, But as for when to mulligan, um, on the corporate side, obviously, I mean, it always depends on what your deck is about, right? Like, if you have a lot of extensive ice and your first hand doesn't have any money in it, you probably need to go get some money. Yeah, I actually think econ's a pretty big reason why, like, because... Uh, early on especially early on especially because you need that start like you need those casts you need those gambles you need those uh, hedge funds you yeah. need something that'll boost and make your beginning turns really good. impactful yeah. yeah really yeah so yeah. i usually i usually mulligan if i don't get that or or if my card if my deck is hinging on one card which mm-hmm. a lot of my decks do right i i will mulligan until i get it right but i usually won't make it so theatrical right because that even that's a tell yeah. If I'm like humming and hawing, I'm like, hmm, eh, hmm, I guess I'll keep. Like, that's that's still information. Right. It's still like, okay, so this can's kind of crap. Um, my hand's, I think, crappier, so I'll mulligan this. Right. Yeah. Um, would you mulligan if you didn't have any agendas? No. See, I almost <laughs> never do either, but I wonder if that's kind of a mistake. I, I know. Right? I, yeah. Because, like, Early game, you want to be trying to score an agenda as quickly as you can before the runner gets up, like yep. two or three icebreakers, right? Um, and sometimes the like late if you if you have no agenda points until like ten turns into the game as a corporation, you're probably in a bad way. Yeah, you're gonna lose. I mean, if you like, maybe you're doing some fast advanced thing, you just want to square everything out of hand or whatever. But it seems like that like having one agenda, maybe two in your starting hand. Is actually not that bad. Yeah, um, like I, three, well, we three, actually, three is the point where you pull the lever. Like, of yeah. course you do. Of course you do. And, well, we actually did see a really strong play at Worlds. Actually, the guy that took Worlds. Mm. His uh, HB hand was loaded with agendas, and he just outpaced with points. Right, on, uh, Andrew, I believe. And yeah, that was like that's that worked out for him. But he actually mulliganed into that hand. I right. Think. So it's like 
okay, he wouldn't have. He probably wouldn't have kept it if he had it. Right. The way that I see it is, uh, the runner's always going to think there's some, maybe something in your hand and might end up wasting a lot of en- energy peppering that hand early. Right. Yeah. And of course, as the corporation, a big thing. I mean, I think the mulliganness is more on the corporation's part than it is on the runner's part. Right. Like, because just what the what the runner needs to do is so much in response to what the corporation does. Like, it's kind of hard to really. I mean, if you're playing Andromeda. Well, sure, you should mulligan if your opening hand isn't awesome because you're drawing nine bloody cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you might as well make I, it count. <laughs> I get mad at every Andromeda that mulligans. I'm like, really? There's yeah. nine cards in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seven of those weren't good enough yeah. for you, really? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so I think on the corporation side, it's definitely like, what's your game plan? What's the stuff you need to do? And if, if, like, if your opening hand is like f- four ice and one econ card, I would probably flush that. Yeah. Yeah, I right. probably would. You like you like more like uh, uh, options. That I makes mean, sense. Y- your ideal, I think, opening hand is like two or three ice, one agenda, and then one or two econ some, cards. Some money, yeah. Like yeah. that's that's your golden opening hand, I think. Like because if you can score out that one thing early, you're in a good way, right? Yeah. Um, I also got to say though, winning like bringing a game back from a really bad mulligan is. Oh yes, is very like satisfying. the coolest, the coolest <laughs> yeah. thing you can probably do in this game. Yeah, when you mulligan, you're just like agenda, really expensive ice, agenda, agenda, crappy operation I don't need, and then your first draw off the top of your R and D is another agenda. Yeah. You're just like, well, I'm pushing this boulder uphill. Then yeah, that's right. But, <laughs> but but then you got you're fighting the shaper, and the shaper's got this big R and D dig set up, and you're like, I guess I already go, got I, half the agendas. All the agendas, so go for it. Yeah, have, have fun with it. So yeah. yeah, great, good question though. That is a very I mean, good question. Um, and then the other question we got that I wanted to talk about was uh, from David S. He said, thanks for starting a Netrunner podcast that pushed me over the edge to go out and buy a corset earlier this month. Yes. Oh, all right. This is sincerely meant. Um, this week, I went out and picked up a couple of data sets, creation and control, opening moves, trace amount, and what lies ahead, to be specific. And I find myself paralyzed by the idea that... B- by the idea of building a deck when a vast majority of popular combos are based on cards and sets I don't own. Is there any advice beyond just build something and works with what you have? Keep up the podcast. Sincerely, David. Um, so the big thing uh, on, on top of all of that, so as, as a precondition, I'd say use an online deck builder. Use Meteor or Netrunner DB or whatever because you, they're just filter buttons. Like you can just turn them off so you can very yeah. quickly see what you do and don't have access yeah, you, to. You, right? don't need, you don't need to shuffle through your own library. Yeah. It's just all in there. It's super online, easy. So do it. Um, but the other thing is, I think like really strong, like crazy combo play is like, it's really easy to get excited about it. And it's kind of vogue. Yeah. But I think it's also generally overrated. Sure. sure. Right. Yeah. It's like, because like a, a, a deck that you know how to play that is consistent and well put together is going to do just fine compared to some like crazy combo. You know, if I get like the right three of these 49 cards, oh, I'm just going to go. Cr-. It's like, yeah, there's, there's so much randomness in that, that it's like the value of it when it happens. Sure. That's fine. But the, 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 the other half of the, of the puzzle that people don't take into consideration is like, well, what are you giving up to make that crazy combo possible? Right. Yeah. And, and the answer and you're is giving up, you're giving up core game winning stuff. Like yeah. Basic stuff. Yeah, exactly. And also, I, I'm, I'm kind of in his boat because, uh, the net is a very awesome and simultaneously crap place to want to, make new stuff yes because all these awesome decks <laughs> and all these that, awesome that is the internet in a nutshell sure i guess i guess i've, I've gone a little bit further but the uh the people there are so good at 
deck building and they're so quick to respond and talk about oh the, there's a there's a weakness here in your deck and all this crazy stuff is yeah. i get paralyzed all the time too right i'm like i i thought i was building this deck but i guess it just doesn't work like right. it, <laughs> but uh so i think a, a, a friend of ours a mutual friend of ours kaylee he the way he approaches deck building is he actually it feels like he just locks himself in a closet away right. from the outside world and builds something weird and then brings it into play yeah and i know when you sit when uh the question was asked do you just build with what you have? I think I think that's it's it's kind of cooler than that. It's kind of yeah. There's there's definitely something pretty interesting about that. And play against your your in like play in your meta like go, like yes. go to your store and just bring your own cards. Because yeah, I know guys will be net decking there or whatever, or be building the the, the most recent crazy or, deck yeah. Andy or whatever at classic stuff. But the cards to win are in there. Yeah, totally. Well, see, I've said this before, but like I think honestly that Netrunner like. In, in other collectible card games, I mean, I don't have exposure to that many, but in general, it seems like generally it's like 70% deck building and 30% actual at the table play. So if you give a mediocre player a really, really good, probably expensive deck, they're probably going to do pretty well. Sure. But in Netrunner, it feels like the it's the opposite, right? It's like maybe 30% deck building and like 70% at the table play. Yeah. That if you give a mediocre Netrunner player like the world winning deck, they'll probably still lose with it pretty frequently because they just don't know how to run it. And similarly, if you have like a by the numbers, whatever mediocre deck, but it's something you're very familiar with and you know how to use, that's great, right? Because often like some of the biggest strengths in, the, in this game, like the people who like really think it sometimes tend to overthink it. So oh, yeah. they're like, oh, of course he's going to be running this and this because it's the best. <laughs> yeah. But then you have the thing that's not the best, but it's the thing that you know how to use and they're not prepared for, that's actually probably better than trying to like beat the best deck of type A against the best corp type deck, right? Yeah, and the, and the payoff is so much better. Oh yeah, there. It's, just, it's like this thing that I put together yeah. that you didn't see coming and you got totally owned. It's like the sweetest thing ever. Yeah. So, and, and it does sound like he's got a pretty big library. Yes. He's like, got the core creation control, uh, about five, four or five... Packs. A couple data packs. A couple yeah. data packs. Like yeah. that's that's a pretty robust. Uh, um, yeah, that that's definitely enough. Like if you just if you had just the core, like maybe you could feel kind of I don't know overwhelmed. But really, it's like that's a goodly set. Just like get familiar with the stuff that's there and figure out yeah, what you like and what you don't. That's, right. That's totally it. It's familiarity. Like get familiar with the cards because that's the biggest thing you can you yeah, can do. Totally. And 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 I've a uh, and how I've, you like to play, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you as a player, it's like what do you like to do? Like are you good at really doing number crunchy crunchy mass you know exactly how many credits you're probably gonna need to break through your opponent servers or you like better at, at, at bluffing or just like playing a good table game or whatever it's like that's important stuff to figure out and it really yeah. that doesn't matter that much yeah. what cards you have but it's, it is also hard finding out what you really like about that's true I, I i it took me forever to find out what runner i i, I wanted to play and i just put account siphons in every deck and i don't care <laughs> what runner i play that's all i do <laughs> And uh, next episode, we may well have a very special guest. I'm not going to say whom, but episode five, if we can get only engineering work put together, we're totally going to have an interesting guest, and it's going to be really good. So stay tuned for that. Um, cool. Well, I think that's about it. Great. Um, as I said earlier, like if you have any thoughts, feedback, comments, questions, whatever, send them to us at terminal7 at idlethumbs.net. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at term7. Um, 
And uh, if, if possible, the, the show is up on iTunes, but if folks could like leave a review or leave a rating, like that influences iTunes weird search results, algorithm rating stuff. So it, even though it seems like uh, ratings, whatever, they don't really matter. It actually helps with visibility a lot. So if you like it, please toss a note on there. That's much appreciated. Um, and thank you once again very much to Kevin Regami who helped us record this episode and have it not sound like butt. Um, uh, Power Up Audio. That's right. That's Kevin Regami's audio company. Yes. And if man, you, if you need audio for your video games. Or anything, should, I think. Or anything. I think anything in the world. If you need audio for your wedding, <laughs> Kevin right. Regami will be your DJ. If I may have overpromised this. For your dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you don't like the sound of your dog, call Kevin Regami of Power Up Audio. That's right. Um, and always thanks again to Ed Harrison for letting us use his song uh, Tin Soldiers from the Neo Tokyo soundtrack. Uh, you should totally check out. It's a, it's a really just amazing giant OST. It's super, super good. Uh, snag it at edharrison.bandcamp.com. <laughs> Tempura. Tempura? Is that it? Tempura. Like, Te- like, tempura like, like the prawn. Is, is Japanese battered. Isn't that what food? it is? No. Oh. I'll talk about what it is. Okay. Great. Oh, you actually know what it is. I do. I thought it was an Indian dish. And <laughs> <here we are. laughs> That's not even too. Okay, with Jesse. <laughs>